0: Recommend The Revenant then.
1: Mate, I've tried.
0: Hayley's watched Did you? Haley watched that while she was in isolation, and she fucking hated it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't.
1: I, uh, I, I, I've tried watching it like two or three times, and I just can't get into it at all. Can't do it. No, it's it's.
0: I tell you if you want to talk about boredom. Um Friday I got absolutely bored working yeah. at home on Friday. Yeah. So I found myself don't know why pricing up caravans. <laughs> oh, how did that come up? <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just thinking about like we've got um we have got we've got summer holidays booked so i'm sure as you assume as sure as you have, or you got something that you're thinking about <laughs> yeah. um you're thinking about you know whether it's going to go through or not and i was i ended up looking at the website of the place we're going at the beginning of the summer holiday which is in Torquay yeah
1: oh nice
0: um and i was just having a look around the website on it as you do as I've been there before and then it was like buy a used caravan from 12000 pounds so i ended up pricing one of those up yeah, I mean,
1: for a family, that's just like the best thing, isn't it? Because you can literally go in it and then just park up anywhere, and and then you've literally got a holiday there. You go to like Snowdonia or something, uh, or Scotland, and just like basically camp out.
0: Yeah, so we I was looking at um somewhere in Torquay. Just out, of in, just out of interest. Ended up pricing it up. We're absolutely not buying a caravan, by the way. <laughs> I came up and told Hayley, like, this had been my after this had been my morning. And she picked up a phone and looked at me and went, I've been looking at guinea pigs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of a price difference there
0: just a little bit so it was a little bit of a strange one it was just it's like well we can keep the guinea pigs in the caravan love so don't worry about it yeah but yeah I think Friday, Friday we got a little it was just a little bit sort of a strange one because it seems I don't know it is for you but Friday seemed like a quieter day working from home yeah and then so it's kind of like just meandering to the end yeah. and uh, like I say Done everything I thought I'd had to do, so I just ended up finding myself spending time looking at buying a caravan and how much does it cost, and if I rented it out, how much would it pay for itself, etc. etc. So I've got a whole spreadsheet on it, mate. I'll have to send it to you. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wolfpack Coronavirus podcast. This week, today, me and Iden talked about testing, testing, testing the political ramifications of the lockdown, and then finally, something a little bit more lighthearted, with which three people would you want to spend isolation with and why. But first, I asked Iden about testing, and in particular, how busy it was.
1: Yeah, so to to my surprise, it wasn't busy. I didn't have a queue. There wasn't a queue. Um, I I was able to just drive straight through. Um, I counted about six cars in total.
0: The um, 14, for 14
1: bays. bays. Yeah, with loads. Yeah, it was a massive space, maybe over 100 staff working there, and there was just five or six cars. So, what, what you do is mm. you, you, you go in, you stay in your car, and then they make you they hold up a sign to call a number. So, okay. Yeah, really right.
0: Interesting. So, you're in your yeah, car. I stay yeah. in the
1: car, and they hold up a signs.
0: Someone comes up to you with a full full ppe full, full hazmat suit full blown, job. Or... You know,
1: like resident evil style you know full blown okay. lockdown quarantine bio I, I don't know the phrase but very very uh uh interesting to see actually so he holds yeah. up the sign and he's like call this number so call it inside okay. the car and then it is it's a, somebody in in a, in a in the booth next to me, basically. And, I, and I'm talking okay. to him and he's saying, hey, mate, and he's looking at me, you know, he's talking to me while I'm on the phone. Uh, and he's, he, he yeah. gives me the instructions. So he basically says, we're going to hand you this little bag and uh, inside it is the instructions okay. on what you do. Basically, all you do is park okay. up into one of those spaces uh, and, and, and do the test and then... Put it into the bag, seal it all up, put the barcodes on it, and then hand it back in. And then, you know.
0: Okay. So what's the actual test? So the
1: test itself, uh, quite straightforward, actually, but it does take a little bit of figuring out because they, they give you loads of stuff like, you know, um, like gloves, tissues, swabs, or lo- loads of handful of different yeah. things. So it's basically this swap. Um, and then you have to put it into your tonsils and swirl it around your tonsils, both of them, for around ten seconds. And then uh, you get the okay. same swab and you stick it up your nose until you meet resistance. And then, uh, okay, and I, I, oddly strange experience because I didn't have any resistance. It is practically in my brain, basically. So I think I <laughs> okay. hit it, uh, a brain nerve, nerve or something. So, you swirl yeah. it around for 10 seconds up your nose, and then you take it out, yeah. And then you put it into this vial that has liquid in it, and uh, and then okay. you, you lock it all up. And then they give you these barcode stickers that you have to put on the bag, you've got to put it on two bags, the vial and a card. So, uh, yeah, it's quite cool, actually. Um, I think what you know, and I, I should have prefaced this actually because I, I made a video on Facebook uh, just sort of video in it basically saying that, you know, we're half 12 yeah. on a Saturday and I, I just expected there to be more people. So I, I think it's, you know, and I'll just preface that because I think for me, and I've, I've fallen out with friends over this, so I know, uh, you know, uh, mm. many of my friends did, uh, ha- have, a, have a different view to me. So I think... My view is, I, I know it's not a hoax, so I, I don't want to be like a David Icke or some conspiracy theorist, where it's like it's not real. Yeah. It is real, you know. And I think social distancing is important. There is a virus out there. It is, it is killing people. I think what makes me really angry and it makes me question this whole thing is um, the numbers and and also the level of fear that the people have, uh, me included. So I think what we're seeing, Pete, is people are just very fearful to even leave their home. um I know I am. I know my family are. I'm sure yeah. you guys are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, sorry, yeah. And
1: even when you walk the dog or when you go for a walk, you, I'm very conscious to not be around anyone, you know, I'm walking over the other side of the street if I see someone approaching. So yeah, that course. level of fear is really dangerous, actually, I think, because... When you look at the numbers, and this is not, you know, I don't want to be, like, undermining the people who've died. You know, it's 28,000, I think. It's it's horrific. But yeah, I think the media should do a more positive job, in my opinion, and say, look, you, you've probably got a 99.9% chance of being okay. You, you, your immune system will most likely fight this. I think some of the stats that i seen was, uh, it was on this morning, actually, the other day, uh, most of the people in intensive care are over 55 year olds male with obesity problems. So that was on, that was on this mm-hmm. morning. So, uh, so the most people in intensive care are over 55 male obese. And then also 39% of all deaths are in care homes. So then what, what you're looking at there is a percentage, which is very minute. And then it's important to respect the virus, but does the level of fear, match to actually what's happening out there and i don't think we'll ever know that i don't think any of us have. because the argument's always going to be if we didn't lock down would it would there have been millions of deaths maybe but maybe not so that's that's my view
0: what was what yeah so what was the what was the estimate so The estimate for if we did nothing and everything carried on as was, was like half a million deaths. It had been refactored and that's when the lockdown happened. So it might just be worth just coming back to just the testing bit as well. So you handed in your test, you handed in the valve, you handed in the vial and all that and the bag. Did they give you an an SLA or did you just get the results? Yeah, so apparently
1: the uh, the rules the results uh, i had to call somebody else as i was leaving and a uh, really friendly woman actually she took the bag and she was saying yeah. you know you're going to get a text message in two within two days which will tell you the results but then actually as i was driving home i was actually thinking to myself well what good is the test because if i just went into a sainsbury's now and somebody coughed on me then how how, how do i know that i've not just got it 10 minutes after the test
0: yeah. And you can't, can you then go can't and have another test or would you exactly. even be well enough?
1: Exactly. And if you're a key, you know, I'm, I'm I, I don't know if I'm classed as a key worker. I need to go to work. But if, if I was surrounded by people in my day job, like if I was working in the NHS, yeah. you never know if you, if you could, you could catch it the next day. So it'd be, you, you could. absolutely. So I'm starting to think maybe what is the point of the test? And because it was so quiet was the test basically do people have the symptoms and based on the busyness that i've seen in manchester yesterday if no one's there taking tests because you're only supposed to go if you show symptoms well, maybe people aren't as ill as we think they are maybe the majority of people have had it or are coping quite well with it and are just happy to plod along
0: I think it's a different, I think it's a strange one that because as you know, I spent some time in isolation because I had a fever, um, fatigue and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't think I could have driven to a testing uh, center. Is it,
1: yeah. That's that's a really good point actually. So if you're bedridden, how are you supposed to drive? So, there?
0: Yeah. What, what's interesting is, is I had a look on the test website yesterday because like you, I'm eligible for a test because we've classed the ski workers. Um, even though we're both working from home, but we're still classed as key workers because of our cause of the sector. We both because we work in different sectors, but yeah. both are classed as key. Um, I looked at it, and what interesting—you can't get a, a home kit for love nor money. You can't seem to get yeah. a home kit delivered. Um, the only option I had available was to was to drive to a testing centre, um, and I sat there and thought about how far t- the as I said beforehand. You know the testing center for, i think the closest one for me is like fifteen yeah. twenty minute drive. I don't think I'd have yeah. been able to drive that far yeah. genuinely when I was that ill so i think whether if as you say it could be about you know it could be you could have you people are having various um doses of so various sort of impact- you know yeah impacts to it some are asymptomatic some might just have a bit of a a fever like you and you know someone like me who was on his back for four days and could barely move and then some people like you know like our prime minister who ended up in intensive care um it's a it's a it's a difficult one because i think as you say if if you're told if you say live in where we went to university yeah yeah yeah, and you're told you you've got symptoms you're then you then go on to to apply for a test you can't get one delivered to your house because there are none available yeah. to be delivered to your house. You've then got to drive to Cardiff or to Shrewsbury or something like that. Are you really going to yeah. drive that three yeah, that's hour drive?
1: You won't be able to.
0: You know, probably not. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be physically able to. I can tell you now, mate, I'd have absolutely been in no fit state to yeah. to drive the car any length, any any distance while I was feeling ill. I think it's more important i think as we've said before is around the antibody test and then understanding if that if you've had it and then if you've had it then can you go back to work or can you go back to doing some elements of what of what you what your previous life was like i think that's that's, the more important test at the mark as we sort of move into that's that's the critical one and i'm
1: actually um I'm actually interested to see if this test that I did the other day, if if that's an antibody test, um, it doesn't actually tell you if it is or not. But
0: I think the test that's only available at the moment is if oh, really? you have it right. now. <clears throat> yeah, so not if you've had it, because I think we both said, didn't we, on the first episode, that kind of the way out is the antibody test and the vax and a vaccine. Perfect. Because then you can start to unlock people from it's where like they that are.
1: Mi, isn't it? And, um, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's Just how how safe is it? And, and that's that's something that that the, when you look at the numbers, it actually seems to be relatively safe. So what what America are saying now is that they've hit the peak. It's around sixty thousand deaths, but then everyone's pretty much back to normal. So mm-hmm. the, the beaches are full, the supermarkets, the malls. It's all full, everyone's back to normal and it's sort of, it's stayed at around 60,000 deaths so maybe, you know you know, this is going to sound terrible but I don't mean it to be insensitive but maybe it's just one of those freak things, it's it's a tragedy uh, but you know, it, it's a new thing and it's killed more people than than the normal flu but but maybe it's just something that we're going to have to live with because it can always happen again, can't it? There there can always be a new coronavirus, a new flu, something different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's always that element of that things can happen. So it's just that, what what do you think?
1: I just had this thought, like... A week ago, that I'm going to produce a Netflix series, and you now I started like, like you know, like a Beautiful Mind would just shit everywhere. Yeah. I started having post-it notes all over my bedroom of like the first scene, the second scene, the story arc, and then I started to, to um, create like this investment deck of like what the story would be, who would act in it. I actually, put actors in there. I put Vince Vaughn in there. Okay. Uh, and then, and then after about like six hours of literally working through this drinking whiskey planning this whole netflix series i just stopped and was like what the fuck are you doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i see what you mean i think i think the best people to sort of who have done this is is your uh, is your new Zealands and your safe and your South Korea's because they, they've just tested everybody and everything and done a lot of contract tracing. I'm just trying to find the Irish um, the, the the Irish exit strategy, which was announced, I think, yes, um, Friday. Uh, what's that? Which was... So the Irish Taoiseach, the Prime Minister, announced... Um, a sort of a five-stage exit plan which takes them from May the 18th all the way to um, August 10th. Mm. So let me go through it with cool. you because it's the, it's the <coughs> one to me that makes the most sense and I'm no fan of Vardaka of at all but um I think he makes good sense. So what he's done is he, so he he obviously had his renewal to decide when a, what, what we were what they were what the Irish people were going to do. So he extended the lockdown to effectively till May the yeah. eighteenth. Um, so, then you've got phase one for Ireland, which would be up to four people not of the same household will be able to meet outside, whilst maintaining social distancing. Yeah. Um. Funerals won't change, maximum of 10 people only. Construction workers, allotment workers and gardeners can return to work sites, but remote working will remain in place where possible. Um, garden centres, etc., opticians, bike repair, phone repair shops can reopen. Yeah. So what they're doing is, is they're slowly opening things up. Schools and colleges will be open to allow teachers to organise more remote learning. Phase two then, which is June the 8th, um, social distancing to remain in effect. People will now be able to travel up to 20 yeah. kilometres from home. Um, people over 70 will be allowed to shop in specific hours. Visit to homes of over 70s will be allowed, but in small groups for a short, small period, while wearing basic PPE and maintaining two yeah, metres. so that's pretty cool. up, up to... So he's, he's pro- the proper built in, so that's kind of stage two. Stage three is cafes and restaurants will reopen. That's June 29th. Um, with distancing measures in place. Um, Phase four, July 20, people can now travel outside their region. Businesses will be asked to stagger work hours, but government will ask for remote working to continue. Um, And then sort of phase five, which is pubs, bars and nightclubs will reopen for social distancing. So it seems that, yes, you know, if you look at that sort of plan, that's kind of sort of I'd imagine what the Prime Minister would announce, something particularly similar. What strikes me through reading that plan when I read it last night and when I quickly read it there, there's no returning for a, to for normal. A long
1: time, Yeah. I mean it's a it's a starting point, isn't so, it? And I think that's what people want. You know, we of course yeah. we want to keep our family safe. I mean, I'm more, more worried about my parents, actually. They they're sort of Old and uh, uh, vulnerable, you know. So yeah, that's you know we, you know, definitely want to keep keep the vulnerable safe. But you know, how how can we get back to to normal? You know, uh, and I think a plan. I think that sounds like a really good plan, actually. And it, it's transparent, it's measured, and uh, you're right. Yeah. I think Boris Johnson will do something similar. Um, just a slight question, actually. Just a, a slight detour. Do you think? This has hurt the Tory government. Yeah. Do you think now this has given power to to Labour? To
0: oh, it's it's, it's interesting trying to trying to look at the analysis because there was a, there was some polling that came out um, on yeah. the Observer website today. Uh, let me just pull it up, and it was interesting to see. Um, Observer. Sort of public opinion yeah. shifting, so it was shifting. Um, well, if it, uh, yeah, it's today. It opens up with public trust plummets in yeah. Britain's handling of pandemic. What's so what the stats? Here are some of the. So this is the. So here's the opinion um, observer poll. So the first question is: To what extent do you approve or disapprove of the government's handling of the situation? What's interesting is that. It uh, it was at a peak last month of sixty yeah. percent approval. It's now down to fifty one, and approval has gone. Disapproval has gone from twenty yeah. percent to thirty percent. Um, so that's interesting. That I think, and I and I was of this, and I'm of this opinion that if the government, you know, I want to, I want the government to do well. Yeah, I want the government to get this right. I wouldn't want them to mess up for some political gain. I think that that's absolutely yeah. the wrong thing to think of. Uh, but it seems people are starting to disapprove of, of the government handling of it. it. Makes you think if if it would um, have been
1: different. I, I think maybe as a country, I think I, I just think mistakes have happened. I mean, at the very beginning, you know, Cheltenham happened, the, and then the Liverpool Atletico Madrid game.
0: Yeah, Liverpool game, yeah. classic example. Um, but yeah, there's a number of questions here. So hang on, I'll go through another one for you. To what extent do you have confidence in the government's ability to handle the situation? Confident forty-nine, that's down from sixty-ish percent. Um, not confident thirty. Yeah. So that's closing. Um, do you think the government acted fast enough to prevent the corrupt prevent prevent the spread? Sixty-three percent mm. no. Yeah. So that's quite yeah. damning and that's shot up. Um, yes has fell down there to what ex- extent do you approve this or disapprove of the government's handling of testing fifty seven percent of people yeah. said disprove um, yeah and then the, then there's a comparison against each country, so did we handle it better or worse so against the u s fifty two percent of people believe we handled it better fourteen percent worse. Italy 30% better, Spain 27% better against 21, China 27, 26 against 23, France 18 versus 22. What's interesting is Germany, yeah. South Korea and Australia absolutely saying the UK did worse. So I think from a, if you want to say the phrase political perspective, I think People at the start of the crisis had a I gave a huge amount of goodwill to the concert, to the Tories to say, I want you to do the right thing I yeah. trust you will do the right thing. We're now sort of seven weeks, eight weeks removed and it's people are starting to question and yeah. rightfully say so.
1: I, I agree and I, I was the same uh, you, you know you want, you want to support the government because we're in this together almost it's not partisan. It shouldn't be. Yeah. I think what's really annoyed me actually is just this very when you see these um you know daily briefings Michael Gove's doing his now.
0: Is he doing it now, is he? It's kind he's of, kinda of like the Friday version it's of this just, morning, isn't he? I don't particularly exactly. want to watch it when Ruth. Yeah, it around.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uninspired by that cabinet. You know, Michael Gove, Rob, Hancock. Pretty Patel. I think if you yeah. lined those people up and said, Would you be willing to vote for this person? I think it'd be a, a big block capital no. You know, people.
0: Yeah. I think the one thing, as you say, is I think people are happy to sort of listen to the Prime Minister and the Health Secretary. Yeah. And I'd probably say they're the two big, oh, I hate to use the yeah. word heavyweights, but. Heavyweights in the cabinet, probably Rishi yeah, soon, actually, Chancellor good. Three, but all, all the rest. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I like Rishi. No, I mean, I'd never vote for him, yeah. obviously, but I do like the guy. Yeah, seems relatively sensible. Um, you then see the others, and you just realize how flyweight that cabinet actually I, 100% is.
1: 100% agree that I don't think they'd be able to manage anything, to be honest. I think they, I don't know where they, I don't know what their backgrounds are, but they just don't put any they don't give me much inspiration as a a, for in leadership and um i think mistakes have happened you know i think it's such a unique thing nobody's i don't think anyone was prepared for anything like this i don't think anyone expected it to happen um but it is what it is. We've been through it. I think the peaks. I, I don't think we're going to see an increase in deaths, uh, in, in my opinion. And I've got no way of proving this. But I think, I think we shut down too late. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we shut down too late. Did, yeah. and I think. And I may be wrong with this, so I definitely don't want to preach this. But I think that the social distancing probably hasn't done as much as it could have if we had done it eight weeks earlier. I think we were already in circulation while this thing was basically poisoning everyone, and I think,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I I think it was widespread in the population so. before the lockdown.
1: So if you got, Completely. If you convinced. Charles had it. You know, the prince, like the actual prince, had it. The prime minister had yeah. it. I mean, it's it, it was everywhere basically. Um,
0: yeah, so I think it totally. is what it
1: is the death rate is what it is I think I don't think we're gonna see much more and I think I just wish the media were just a little bit more positive to say look guys don't be don't be scared don't be overly scared be cautious but you know the death rate is very very low um, you know have vitamin C have zinc stay healthy you know exercise get fresh oxygen
0: don't oh, yeah. inject yourself yeah. with bleach. Don't drink bleach. <laughs> uh, don't try and get uh, UV light inside that's, of you.
1: Uh, what an insane comment for him to make, right?
0: Oh, crazy! Absolutely crazy. I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't he's, get he's where that came from. As
1: well, so about the hospitals, are they overrun?
0: Yeah. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I think that I think I don't think they're overrun, but they're not overrun because pe- people aren't going. What will be interesting to see and will be the what they class as I think they class it as e- the phrase excess deaths, which is the people who die from something non coronavirus related if they'd gone to a hospital yeah. and got it treated. So I think that will still be I think you're right, you know, the NHS isn't overwhelmed, but I think that's that's not a cho- that's not because of government policy. I think that's people's choices to say, I'm not yeah. going to the hospital with this because yeah. of what's going on in I think the hospital. We're, we're
1: really lucky. I think they planned for something that could have been really bad, like a ten percent death rate. I think what they've got is yeah. I think we're very lucky that it's actually not as serious as it could have been. And um, if if there's ever a wake up call for humanity, and this is going to sound really cheesy, but, you know, how the dinosaurs got wiped out, you know, there's nothing to say that something like this could be circulated and and it could wipe out humanity. It sounds really morbid, but it, it could happen. You know, you never know. And we've seen it now that these things can happen.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So what it, I've talked about, sort of like I'm in, I'm still in favour of measures in place with a plan. Are you in the similar position? Because I know you've been quite vo- vocal of sort of you want to see people getting back so to work. In, in the, effect, so, I think
1: we're on the same page. I, I, I definitely don't think we should be going back to normal in the sense that you know get everybody back on the London Tube and you know that and concerts. You know, we definitely don't want that. I think start opening it up a little bit for no. sole traders small businesses you know the person who runs the antique shop who who makes a humble living you know let's get them back you know let's start slowly the person who runs the local ice cream parlor let's get them going again you know let's support because they that it's them people that actually make the economy tick over um and they they're, they're going to be mostly damaged by this mm-hmm. i think the world health organization said something like 1.5 billion people are at risk of having their livelihoods completely damaged. You know, 1.5 billion, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that, that's a lot of people. And that, I think we're very lucky. But I think there are families out there who, you know, are struggling to find where the next meal is going to come from. Uh, they're going to food banks. They, they, they don't have the money, basically, yeah. to to live um, because they rely on their, 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 their business to, to pay for their life, but yeah no i think we're on the same page i think let's open up in a phased way in a safe way and and you know let's see yeah. how and monitor it closely i think um i follow a scientist on twitter a guy called david sinclair for anyone listening to this really good twitter scientist yeah. really cool guy he said it's like uh 19 is now like a, a dim flame and we just have to basically monitor it and if we fan it too fast, it'll 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 get bigger. It'll kick back up and it'll burn the house kick back down. Up again. We just want to fan it slowly and just keep it dimmed and monitor it and manage it. And I think that's what we need to do now for the next. I think probably in the next two years, it has to be slowly managed. So yeah, no, I agree. I think yeah. we're on the same page.
0: I think we're on a very similar page. A very similar page i'd like to see parts of the economy open up but of course it needs to be safe and it needs to be monitored and it needs to be you know we shouldn't be afraid to say if it just started to get out of control that we need to shut yep. it all back down again if we need to but it, you know i think uh, definitely... it'll be what it'll be not
1: one but in theory if i could raise the money i could probably produce it but where, where do you find yes. 10 million
0: well, you could ask Tom Moore. He's 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 collected thirty. I
1: know. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I started walking
0: around the the, the park. You know? I'm gonna do uh, so many laps of the park to fund my Netflix series. <laughs> Piss off, you twat!
1: Well, <laughs> Two meters. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really need the walking oh. aid?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like we, we appreciate what you're doing either, but you don't need to put a military uniform on and walk around <laughs> with us in the front <laughs> yeah you know it's that'd that that that'd be like a, if
1: I did
0: form of desperation isn't it if I started doing laps yeah. around the park no definitely my wife Hayley listens to this has uh, listened to both episodes she wants us to ask sort of which three people I don't know whether this would be living or dead, but I'll open it up to living or dead. Would you want to spend lockdown Ooh, with living or wife? dead?
1: Right? Do you want to go first, or should I?
0: Should... Oh, do I? Do I want to go first? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think difficult one with you, Aidan, because if you go first, that means obviously you'll say something outrageous, and I can kind of sneak in with my three and sound quite. Reasonable. No, I don't think I'm going to say anything <laughs> controversial. I, I,
1: I could, I mean, I'm thinking, uh, my imagination's whirling now, you know, if you down with, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Pamela Anderson, why not, hey, but it, but then if, if you dig into it, Yeah, not fair not so, so it's, it's sort of a waste of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also a very awkward six yeah, weeks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll go first then. Um so, if it was just me and three other people, I think I'd want to improve my abilities in cooking. Um, I'm not a bad cook, but I'm not uh, I'm not Michelin starred or anything like that in particular. Um, I'd probably want yeah. someone like Gordon Ramsay because one, it would be it would be banter to have him around. He seems like a bit of a laugh, and he'd probably teach would some excellent skills as well to learn.
1: Just you know, if you are
0: I don't know In What? Out, way do you, you know, think? Be
1: like, get them back. You know, I think it strikes me. A... <laughs> it's fucking yeah, wrong. You know, cheese
0: toastie <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> it's raw. It's raw. Ta- push that. Feel that. I don't know. I don't know. I think so. Probably someone with cooking skills. So maybe I'd say maybe Ramsey Then yeah, uh, would probably be my first one. I probably then want. Someone who's a good storyteller. Um yeah, So I'd wow. probably go with Nelson Mandela. That would be a, an interesting person to sit down and, and, and listen to for weeks on it yeah. about his about his life. Definitely. So I'd probably say Gordon Ramsay, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, um, wow. And then I'm trying to think of a third. So you've probably got a storyteller. You've got someone who can... Team, you know, he could sort of show you how yeah. to learn a new skill. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a third person, just off the top of my head. I've absolutely done no planning for this. Yeah, probably another one. Someone who I listened, someone who I've listened to a lot while I've been working from home, and that's probably yeah. the LBC presenter yeah. James O'Brien. Seems quite a nice guy. I've yeah. read his, I've read his book about how to be right, and I think would yeah. just be an interesting person to debate things with to sort of let the time go past. and he's from he's co- he's, he's so a local so lad he's not he's, he's local to me so gotta have someone else with a yeah exactly we could both talk about life living in the black country being brought up in the black country so those okay, are my so, three so what about you
1: okay that's a good one okay i'm gonna start off with uh a lady called chavana so shabana is the girl i've been seeing so we've been uh talking a lot and uh yeah. No. Yeah. So I definitely want her to be around. So that'd be really good. So shavana um, Yeah. I'd have my mum. OK, so my mum makes the best sort of okay. food. And, uh, you know, she's she's great with like, you know, does all the, the washing and stuff. And I, I could really do with that now. So, yeah, I'd have my mum around. And then I think the third one, I think the third one, it's a toss up. It's a toss-up between Tom Cruise or Taylor Swift, but so I think Tom okay. Cruise would well, just is be a toss-up? really fucking interesting guy to to have in the household. You know, you could
0: just like would you not think he? Oh, would you not think I, he'd I just try and I, teach I, you that, that, about that just Scientology? Be quite
1: interesting to me, like it'd it just be a fascinating combo uh, to have my mum, okay. and Tom Cruise, uh, and, and that, that on the dinner table. Would just be a really bizarre. <laughs> but yeah. i think i'm going to go yeah. with uh, taylor swift because she's beautiful uh, okay. so she'd be great to have around and i can imagine us, us having some good garden parties but then uh, being a guitarist uh, i reckon i could write some good yeah. songs with taylor swift so there'd be a lot of good good collaboration and combos going on and we could maybe produce some music together so so yeah that would be my free I think it'd be I'd, I'd get the ladies in uh, shavana mum and Taylor
0: nah fair play all right that sounds good I think that's it for the week um I know we've been off we haven't been available the last couple of weeks we might get together I think after should we try and get together Absolutely. if the prime yeah. Minister announces let's, something uh, let's go for it yeah. Cool. If not we'll be back next Sunday all hopeful all being well. Thanks very much for listening. Uh,
1: I felt like doing some vlogging, so yeah, I was
0: just doing that. Cool. Uh, is, that, would... is that gonna be some sort of like coronavirus narcissism lockdown type of thing? Or...
1: <laughs> no, no, not not corona related, just uh just some narcissistic toxic relationship related stuff you know ah, all okay. Of that, all of that good stuff
0: all that good stuff that gets them hits
1: well you know it's all good yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's like my way of giving back and that's that's
0: how i that's it I think, so uh, but... some people are delivering to deliver some people are choosing to deliver food and drive people around and you're you're vlogging about <laughs> relationships <laughs> i love it yeah <laughs> stick to stick to what you know i think and now right exactly exactly